Welcome to the Voice of the Forest podcast for Andor, episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Yeah, and Noma. Meows as soon as I say <laughs> <laughs> I'm more important. Hello there. How's it going? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have pets. We all love pets. Um, yeah, today we're talking about Andor. This is the second last episode. I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but Ed, how you feeling about it? You know, honestly, I'm excited. I didn't think it was going to be a multi... You should find everything to get into while I'm trying to do this. This is amazing. <laughs> I just hear the little pity taps. <clears throat> I didn't think it would... <laughs> you know, I didn't think it would be one of those multi-series... Okay, we're going to... Give me <laughs> I'm not taking it away from him. I'm just moving him closer to the door. <laughs> there you go. Make all the scratches you want over there. Yeah, honestly, I didn't think Andor was going to be a multi season kind of show but yeah. the way this one is ending like we're not gonna have all the answers oh god no. next there's episode. too many questions mm-hmm. like there's too many and we're seeing from all angles all the things that are kind of culminating in this episode uh so we're gonna summarize the story for you here it's this one we're gonna keep the same kind of structure that we've been doing the last couple because there's a lot of things happening to different people at the same time um we'll tell you how all this relates to legends material canon material mostly canon material right now because this is all new in this kind of disney verse so it's honestly this i've been liking it so far uh, we have an opinionated discussion about it these are our opinions if we say something wrong or if we say something that you don't think is right those are two different things believe it or not um <laughs> please feel free to contact us if we if we don't mention something that you saw and you're just like hold up they need to know about this Definitely let us know. There's multiple ways to contact us. You can do so through, well, Noma, what can they do them through? I have no idea. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a variety of different ways you can contact us, and we'd love to hear from you. In fact, uh, we just actually recently put out a couple of questions on our last episode. We were talking about it, right? Uh, swapping over to After Andor, something a little bit different, trying out some other stuff. And, uh, you know, thankfully, you guys, uh, guys and gals, I. Sorry, that's just my my norm is saying, guys. But uh, all of you listeners were uh, helpful enough to send us some suggestions and vote on our polls. So we've got a bit of an idea now where we're skewing towards once we're done Andor. But we'd love to hear from you as well uh, what you think about Andor in general or this episode, anything at all, really. We just want to hear people. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that makes it sound like we're very lonely. Anyways, we are you very can find lonely. Us- well, find us. Us. this is find Star Wars us. Lonely Hearts. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're still a couple months off from February, but still. <laughs> but yeah, you can find us over at our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. We're going to keep plugging that merch store because I see it on this list. So that is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. Email-wise, we are connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, on social media, Twitter and Instagram, the handle for both is at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting a new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us a five stars in a comment helps with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noah. And uh, yeah, no worries. We'll run that by you again at the end of the episode in case you missed any of that. But yeah, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, before we move on, I just wanted to say the poll that we did 
We asked people uh, from last podcast what discussion topics you would like to hear us discuss about. That's maybe either Star Wars adjacent or something completely different. So I put up uh, anime, SWOTOR, which is Star Wars The Old Republic MMO, uh, FromSoft games like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Sekiro, all that stuff, or other. And then you can comment which one you'd like. So we had, you know, 44% of people say anime, which is something that we're down with. <laughs> uh, 33% of people said SWOTOR. Uh, 0% said FromSoft games. And then 22% said other. And they said, um, have you done Tales of the Jedi yet? And after, you know, listening to this episode, you know that Tales of the Jedi episode is out already with Brian Balance. Mm. So you go listen to that. And the other one was, um, that was, the first one was by Luke Langston. Thank you. At Luke Langston too. And then the other one was by our, our you know, devoted listener at a rural farm boy. And uh, made an amazing suggestion, which is the Star Wars original radio drama. So uh, it's on cassette. We'll have to try and see if we can find, track down a, a copy to, to listen to. And then do a review of it, I guess. Uh, but that sounds like a really fun idea. Noma, you're saying that uh, you yeah, used to listen uh, to these. Not the, not the original specifically. So I, I, I'll save it for that episode if we do find it. Yeah. Uh, but I was going to say, yeah, thank you uh, for triggering my nostalgia uh, factor because, yeah, it basically, there was something very similar to that that I did listen to growing up and I'd completely forgotten about it until I saw the tweet. So yeah, that was awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. So we'll mm -hmm. uh, get back to you on those. We might be doing the radio drama maybe for the holiday season, because we have a little bit of episodes that we have a little bit of flexibility for. So we'll see if we can track it down and, and go with that. So without further ado, let's get into the poster. So if you've been listening to our podcast weekly, uh, you kind of know that the posters have been going through a theme. It's almost like they were all released as a batch. Uh, I just took a big mass fart, man. That's all this is. It, it literally, they're, just, they're just changing who's on the same card. Now. Yeah, exactly. Like, the difference is before, now I'm, it's just been repeated. Yeah. Like, we're starting to get uh, the, the Imperial facility quotes in the back is starting to get recycled. Like, I'm starting to notice that. Well, the X Wings are the exact same X Wings. They just. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm going with the one that's less obvious first. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. my God. The X Wings are the exact same. I mean, the building's the exact same, too. I wonder why they call them the same designation. The pizza is aggressive. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, weirdly, the X-Wing silhouettes are the same. Um, but, yeah, so this week we've got, as Dan just said, Saw and the front. Uh, in It's interesting. His armor is more kind of green in the show, but they've kind of darkened it down to black and silver here. So he kind of kind of looks like a, a Vader, real, okay. weird alternative Vader. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing it is, you know, as every other time. It kind of looks like it could be a propaganda poster. We've got orangey, red, yellow smoke. Uh, red background X-Wings Imperial Facility. Uh, and the only reason you can tell that it's not a photo is because we still got the thick black lines and it looks like it's gone through a little bit of a filter. So yeah, I mean, everything I've said the, the last couple of weeks is basically the same here. It looks cool. It's nice seeing Saw. Uh, I wonder if he's going to be in this episode. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got to say. i got to say his, his, uh, his fro is a little bit poofier than it is in the show, yeah. but it's uh, it looks <laughs> good. He had some time to comb it and it's good. What the doobie doing? <laughs> I feel wrong having said that. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I said in the beginning. There's yeah. some things you say wrong, and there's some things that's yeah. not right. There you go. I feel like I'm. I feel like uh, I'm one step away from the. Uh, how do you do, fellow kids? Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Hey, what Is do you this think about happening in the streets now? Yeah. <laughs> Is this what's hype? Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember the actor's name, and all I can think of is Tony Blundetto, so it tells you where my head's is, at. Oh, is, this where, is this where the sick and illage shit's happening? Yeah, no, fuck oh, God. <laughs> Ed, what'd you think of the poster? Honestly, 
I wasn't seeing like like pre-Vader or anything like that, but I could see how the helmet would just be like almost just perfect on that on like it. a side profile. But I'm looking at this more like a um like he'd salvaged the armor off of like death troopers or something Feel and kind of like put this amalgamated thing together where it's just like mm-hmm. pure these aren't but we see what it's like in the show obviously and it does look like it's that he never gets out of that he's closest being mandalorian as you can be without being the name yeah mm-hmm. yeah I he's got he, he becomes more like i guess more tech on his his outfit as time goes on I'm just looking at epic like, out of necessity yeah yeah, it's right? like, yeah well i mean not right now like he has no need for the tech really on his jack like on his outfit but like as, as gets to as rogue one know. he has a respirator right yeah, yeah. and like, that's maybe explained he's using in it, but Rising. he doesn't need to use it like 24 yeah. 7 mm-hmm. but even even here like the one thing i wanted to see from saw i didn't know he'd be in the show but from the time you see him you're just like okay between like we mentioned it before between now and then where does the where does the snap the where's the crazy come from to the point yeah, where you yeah. are in rogue one right so that's well, seeing Saw in this has made me look into that so much more. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just fun. So, like, the, the poster, everything, seeing that, it's just like, all right, this the black armor where it's just like, you know, was it black before? And then you maybe had – you would have had nothing to do with the Empire. So I can't believe you would got it from there. But where did this come from? Like, I want, I want more stories about this guy. Yeah, yeah. Because for people affected throughout the entire, like – well, the Empire, Empire was around for, like, what, 30 years? 20, 30 years. You should read Rebel Rising, man. He's in it for ninety percent of it. It's really good. Mm. And yeah, the Clone Wars it. went on for like ten, right? Yeah, the Empire was, I think, under thirty years because it's nineteen years for Luke to grow up, and then five years of the Rebellion. I think I might be wrong. It's like so, around twenty-five years of Empire, mm. plus another ten years of Clone Wars, give or mm. take five, ten. Was it five? Five. I think it's. Ooh. One of them's really short. I think the Clone Wars might have been two years. I might be wrong. Like, I, I yeah, I uh, don't quote me on that. But okay. one of the engagements, uh, I do remember one of the two wars felt, or when I looked at it, it seemed much shorter than it should have been. Hmm. But so Clone Wars right into the Empire era has been fighting, going nonstop. So hmm. it's just like, definitely, if this, these are the kind of characters I want the supplementary books on, not a major character from a movie or a film where it's like Cassian, we're getting everything now. Don't pull out another book and be like, Cassian, the adventure. No, there's people you introduced in the show. There's other characters. But give us a Luthan book. Give us a, a Saw book or something. You know, just more on these characters is what I want. I get that. Like, I mean, yeah. There are some supplemental material with uh, with uh, Saw and, like I said, with uh, Jin. Um, not a bad little book, quick read. But uh, if you want a little bit more, that's uh, not a bad one to go into. Um, I I never thought I would see this. So I was just doing Saw Guerrero to kind of on Google to see what I could find for like you know progress pictures of him. And mm. uh, one of the one of the pictures was like a a picture of him next to Bin Laden, and it said what? why Saw is actually Bin Laden. I'm like, what? Why is the internet what it is? We'll talk about it later, what, but that's I get uh, what they're trying to say. I, yeah, no, it's just Ish. like why? Just why? 
it, it's it's pulling it well because we were talking before the podcast. I saw a, a, a different hilarious bad take for this episode. Yeah, there's some so we'll, bad we'll, takes on the internet, man. We'll clown on both. It's it's all like, uh, it's all shock tra- headlines, right? Like, just, I'm, I'm not gonna like, I'm oh, not gonna click know, the link to yeah. even give them a, a view on their website. No, of course <laughs> but, not. But like, yeah, I've, so I've seen. Were they saying he's a terrorist because of? Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they're drawing parallels to living in a cave and stuff like that. Yeah, blah blah blah. It's all it's all just surface shit. Exactly, surface level bullshit that. Like I said, it, it's the the same thing that we were talking about before that I mentioned, where it's, yeah. it's stupid and, uh, yeah, it's just there's yeah, the internet's full <laughs> yeah, of garbage. I know, I get it, I get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, from the poster, speaking of, yeah. yeah, speaking of things that aren't garbage, uh, so this episode was directed by Benjamin Caron and written by Tony Gilroy. As always, if I've mispronounced anybody's names, I apologize for that. Uh, but yeah, we from here, we will start getting into the synopses of the episode. Uh, so, as always, if you haven't uh, watched episode 11, then I definitely recommend stopping here and going to watch the episode and then coming back um, because we are going to be spoiling everything. I'm going to go over the entire plot of this episode and then afterwards we're going to discuss as if you have read or read as if you have watched the episode. Uh, and before we get into that, I do just want to uh, correct a little bit because uh, I am a stickler for my own uh, brain, I guess, for lack of a better word. So the Clone Wars was three years okay. and the Galactic Civil War was five ish. They're counting it from the from uh, Scarif. Yeah. As being five years. Fair. Not skirmishes or anything like that, but all out war. At yes. That point. Yeah. So ironically, I think that would mean that uh, this or Andor is now then 10 years. So five, Andor, the series is now five years before the rebellion officially begins, as it were. Mm. Um, yeah. So just a couple of interesting facts there. But without further ado, this is your final spoiler warning. With that being said, let's head into the episode. As always, this episode is uh, beautifully divided up to keep the tension high. So I am going to then ruin all of that by saying everyone's stories one at a time, starting from what I believe is the shortest to the uh, longest. So the shortest story in this episode is Bix, uh, easily. She's in for like two minutes. And she only really serves one purpose. We see her. She's still in the jail. She's clearly uh, the... It's weird. It's like listening to uh, repeated loops of a bunch of alien kids dying in agony would rip apart a person's psyche. So she's not doing well. Yeah, she's super pale, really just kind of like dead inside. You can kind of see. They bring her in for questioning. And the entire point of the scene is basically to show us what Anto Krieger looks like, uh, which is kind of portly, big beard, bald head. Uh, human. I was kind of surprised by that. Uh, I thought he might be an alien since he was a uh, separatist. Um, but yeah, he basically says, "Is Anto?" And the they're basically he, they ask her, "Is Anto Krieger Axis? Is, is Anto Krieger the person that you were uh, introducing Cassie into?" And we get a, she doesn't. Hmm? We get a visual of him too, which is interesting. It's yeah, CG. Yeah. It's not like a person. Well, that, yeah, that's why I just described him. I know, but like that's what, it, 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 it shocked me though because I was like, we've never seen it where it's like CG, right? In was live it C- action. It, it was definitely it, CG, like, was it not? I I didn't know. It I kind of, it kind of looked like he was a normal person. Oh, okay. it just looks like the hologram. Let me see if we can find uh, an actor yeah. for him. I mean, he, maybe I he might be in the, in the in the actors. Again. So let me th- I'm, let me I'm take a look. They didn't go to freaking. Uh, I don't want to say anything. <laughs> yeah, no. It <laughs> just it just took me aback me. when I saw that. I was like, that looks very computer generated. I think it's just the effect they're doing for the holograms. Oh, at this maybe point. Yeah, because I guess Andor looked a little. Like young Andor? Andor looks a little bit more realistic. I'm thinking of uh, Din in Mando season two when when he's doing the hologram 
uh, communicate with Gideon. It looks oh. very similar to that. And the fact that they only showed Andor's head, not his full body. Yeah, like his, yeah, yeah, so it was like his portrait, yeah. right? Yeah. By the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's the, the shortest. Uh, the next shortest, still keeping on Ferrix, is a bit of sad news. Uh, which kind of surprised me, but we'll get into that because I thought her character would have a, a different kind of arc. But uh, we see, well, we see B2, and through B2, we see Marva, who has unfortunately passed away. We're not sure how, we're never told how. It could have been old age, maybe she tried to do something against the Empire, or, you know, who knows. Could be a whole bunch of different things. But unfortunately, she's passed away. Um, and we get something interesting that I really want to talk about because it's something that I don't think is brought up a lot, but it's it's a part of droid psyche that i think is interesting to now dive into now that we're kind of getting um different looks at different types of droids and things like that but yeah so marva's passed away we see the daughters of ferrix are basically uh, helping clean up the house and prepare the body and uh do uh all all of the preparations because you know uh andor's not there and uh brasso is also trying to help out but you know bix can't help because she's still incarcerated and we also kind of get a little bit of back and forth it's very sad like b2 is basically having the droid equivalent of a mental breakdown um and in full denial um so we got a lot of those things and at the same time we're also seeing um oh how i already forgotten her name uh starts with a c uh cinta is still watching uh from the cafe across the street and she actually interacts with the imperial watcher um who I'm pretty sure Sinta knows that he's the Imperial Watcher, but I don't. The the Watcher clearly doesn't know that Sinta is. A yeah, it seemed plant. that way because she was yeah. like a bartender now at this place. Yeah, where yeah. It was and, like and a so, week she was working there. She said. Yeah, and so so they have a. It's a good conversation because it's real back and it's 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 realistic, right? Like she's not panicking or anything like that. But the Imperial guy says like, "Oh, uh, seems like somebody died," and Sinta's like, "Yeah, it happens." And you can see him kind of surprised, like, "Oh, did you know her? I've been here a week," and it's just it's clearly like, "I don't care. I've got work to do." Um, so it, it makes sense, right? And it immediately gets the, the officer off your case because it's like, okay, so just worker who doesn't, who worker from out of town or off world. Um, so it's good. It, it's smart writing to, to have them both be in the same area without alerting suspicion until who knows, depending on what might happen uh, with some of the other characters, because that's basically the end of that. We got a scene near the end where B2 is with Brasso and, uh, B2 is, is going through the grieving process, right? Like, he hasn't left. He doesn't want to leave. Brasso basically so says, hey, cut, yeah, come, come back to my place. Uh, and B2's like, I'm charging. And Brasso's like, you've been charging all day. Like, just just have a day. Come back. You don't have to. And then B2 says, well, you could stay here. And Brasso goes, okay, for one night. Um, so, you know, it, it's yeah, it's surprising emotions from a droid. But it is something that, I, like I said, I do want to talk about because it brings some uh, things that we see a lot in Star Wars into uh, more into scope, I think. Um, it's funny how sometimes I can be great with words and sometimes I just fall to pieces. But anyways, um, so that kind of sums up that part. The next shortest part would be Mon Mothma, where we have... We have I, man, I love how this show just keeps making me go back and forth with Mon, because I feel so bad for her this episode. Um, so she is basically watching... Uh, Leda is is doing this real culty-looking ceremony with a bunch of other girls her age, and it's, it's very clearly, like, getting her prepped for... Um, arranged marriages and stuff like that. And while Mon's there, uh, Vel, she she has a thing a little bit before this, but I'll, I'll get to that. Uh, Vel walks in and sees it and basically goes like, oh my God, you're not actually doing this, right? And Mon basically says, it's not my idea. And she's like, oh, so your husband. And Mon goes, no, actually, he's okay. He's very, he's surprisingly open 
to to conversation about this thing is I, it was her daughter's idea she's really into it she found the elder and did the whole thing and feels like what the fuck so you can kind of like it's, it's what we were talking about before right they're really making it seem like chandrilla's a very culturally backwards planet um and this is just kind of bringing more into it right things Interesting that thing that she said though was like it's more like it's yeah, more it's, present it's on Coruscant than it is on yeah. Homeworld, yeah. Which is an interesting phenomenon that I feel like I can talk about a little, not in, in this sense, but in other senses, right? Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that because because it is something interesting that um, I, I did relate to a little bit, but you know, like I said, not in the same way. Um, so then they go in and talk on their own, and we get a little bit of, more of an explanation on why Mon's freaking the fuck out, and something we'd been talking about from last episode where it looks like what was the guy's name? Davos? Dar Darvos? Davo. Davo, the the banker, it, it basically looks like she's starting to realize that she has to accept his offer. Um, talking about how she used to take money from her accounts all the time, nobody ever cared. Now that they're looking into the accounts, you know, she got everything in order except for this 400k, um, and there's no real way out that she can see. And we see Vel really sympathizing with it, but she's got something else that she's trying to figure out with Cinta. Um, so she talks with Lita for a little bit, and then kind of cuts there. The part we see with uh, Vel is that she goes straight to Clea's uh, Clay and Luthen's antique place to talk with Clay. Clay is obviously very angry that she's breaking protocol like this, and Vel gives Clay the rundown of saying like, um, "Marva's dead." Since is watching and saying the Empire presence is higher, I and implies that she's going to go to Ferrix to uh, do some stuff, which I guess would mean that next episode we're going to get some sort of climax between Cinta Vel and Andor, but we'll see. Um, and Clay is. Uh, there's a lot of uh, very cold hostilities because Vel's basically like, oh, I uh, why isn't Luthen answering me? Uh, you know, I need to figure out what we're going to do. I delivered Hamaldani. What have you done lately? And Clay is like, I'm, I'm always doing things. Don't you try and say I'm not doing effort. I'm doing a lot more than you ever see. Um, and so it kind of ends there. We get a couple more Easter eggs in the shop that we'll talk about. Um, overall, it's good. It, it's just it's very frosty. We're seeing that this rebellion is not built on trust yet. Yeah. Um, she does say one more thing, which is interesting. Hmm. She says... You're just one of many nervous faces walking in here. Yeah, yeah. Like Demanding you're only one person that I have to deal yeah. with on the regular basis for the rebellion, and yeah, just kind of shows her perspective, right? Oh yeah, and and it's it makes it very clear why um, she's so fed up with Vel and all this stuff, right? Yeah. Because there's so many other things going on. Um, from there, I guess he his story was actually even shorter, so I'll sw switch back to him. Um, Cyril has a very small part in this episode. He basically uh, gets a call in the middle of the night. His mom uh, answers answered it and wakes him up to go in. Uh, it's it's a call from uh, the sergeant Linus, who's now working in I think it's like a steel factory or something, some sort tips. of metal. <laughs> Moving on. I'm just seeing how long we're gonna be. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, line of steel to say the best, the best Hollow Net channel for computer. For man, that was a bad connection. Person. He needs to upgrade his internet connection, man. He's... Yeah, right. It's almost like he's he's working in a show. That was so funny. Um, yeah, so they have a little bit of, of a back and forth. They're basically yelling and not like it's it's one of those things where Cyril's saying things and Linus clearly isn't hearing it properly, so just assuming it's it's what he thinks it is and continuing to talk. But he learns about Marva and that Andor will probably be coming back to Ferrix for the funeral. Um, so. His mom gets a last dig in, which as soon as she did it, because she basically is like, oh, uh, and, and now I can finally rest easy knowing that your your failed endeavor is failed. Like, that's what it is, right? And it's, hmm? yeah, yeah, did you think it too? <laughs> oh, my God, the way she said it was brilliant. Yeah, I was like, like, you're such a toxic human being. The architect of your past successes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it was like, like, oh, my God. <laughs> 
and really? Such a per. Oh yeah. my god. It's it's yeah. Such such an. Like there was no but... reason for you to stand, but they make a point of showing her going around mm. the corner and just standing yeah. there eavesdropping. Yeah, because Cyril tells her to, to like motions for her to like go. It's fine, mm. but yeah, clearly eavesdropping. <laughs> and as soon as she said that, and it cuts back to Cyril, I'm like, so he's going rogue. Like immediately, you can just see from his expression, like I'm. I'm done with her. I, yeah, I'm. I'm done. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I've lost my goddamn mind at this point. I'm just gonna. So he steals uh, money out of her safe and then, assumedly, leaves Coruscant. Um, so we'll see. I, I assume he's going back to to Ferrix. Oh yeah, to, for sure. To showdown with Cassian and probably screw up the next person's plan uh, because Deidre is also monitoring the situation where uh, the Imperial officers on Ferrix are basically saying like, okay, so she's dead. Uh, Marva's dead. And, uh, you know, this and that's happening. And Deidre basically is like, okay, well, keep going. And the officer says, oh, well, they, they've asked us for a permit for her funeral. You know, they know we're going to deny it, but um, they, they're like giving us permits. And Deidre goes, no, 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 no. You're going to give them that permit. And it's, it's, it's interesting because we see the difference between the Imperial officers of clearly just wanting to enforce their power versus yeah. ISP. Um, you manipulate like, the situation to your advantage. Exactly. Because the Imperial officers are like, well, obviously, like, well, obviously, we're because we're, this. we're not going to give it to you. And Dietrich goes, no, 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 give it to, you're going to give it to them. You see the confusion on the Imperial officer's face, like, ma'am, she goes, you're going to give it to them and you're going to give them a very short period of time, very small place. Small, so that we small can box. Watch it. Yeah, we have a small yeah. box that we can keep them in. Exactly. So you can drop the net, which is obviously the smart thing to do. And then here, uh, here basically chimes in and says, "How long do we have? Two days. Okay. So get that plan in action. Uh, so you know, I've been curious what Ciro's plan or role in this show is going to be. It seems like he's going to, uh, and I, my assumption is that well, I we'll have a different about assumption, on, which is but... interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Um. But yeah, I, I, I'm assuming it's going in a certain way now. But uh, yeah, from there, uh, the next longest part is, or the longest part, honestly, I think this episode is uh, Luthen, where oh, we see him. Oh, so good. It's so good. So we see him showing up at uh, Segra Milo, and uh, he's getting patted down, or Two Tubes basically makes him get patted down. He says, like, why are you doing yeah, this? And Two Tubes says he's, he's in a mood. He's, he's, he's in a state. And Luthen basically was like, okay, thank you for warning me. Um, there's something that I'm curious about. We'll talk about it later, but there's one object they find on him yeah. that doesn't come up in the actual conversation. Um, so I'm curious what that is. But basically, he goes to talk to Saw, and Saw's in now on Anto Krieger's plan, surprisingly. And he basically says, like, look, we'll provide the air support. You just have to... Uh, I just have to get the stuff that you promised me. And Krieger has to understand he's not giving me orders. He tells me the plan. I do it. We're not interacting. And now, you know, we know we're in a position because of what we learned last episode. So Luthen's like, that's not a good idea. And so I was like, what do you mean? And so Luthen spells that out, right? They know this is going to be a trap. And saw, we see kind of what Ed was talking about, that spark. Yeah, right? the, that's the, where it's you know, a crack. The spark of paranoia where you go. Uh, and so through the conversation that they have, um, Saw correctly guesses, even though Luthen's trying to play dumb, or just keep mum about it, that, oh, he's got spies in ISB. And of course, Luthen doesn't confirm that. Yeah, but kind of through the conversation, it's it, it's obvious. He does say it's, so it's, he, a, it's a contact that's been cultivated for years. That's what he does yeah, say. Yeah, a, a little bit later, once once yeah. they're at a, a better position. But yeah, so Saw starts to go full paranoid. He goes, "So you got people in ISB, you got people in Anto's group, you've probably got people in my group. Who do you have in my group?" And it's a great moment. Yeah, Luthen just goes, "Oh yeah, two tubes." 
and he freaks out and he's like what, what, he's a lot you're lying you're and and he goes, like, what are you talking about yeah like, yeah he's like no, no no look look it's fair it's fair you served me for a long time you should be honest with him and two tubes is like no i only serve you i only serve saw like this is a lie blah 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 and luthan uses it to get two tubes in front of him so he can grab his blaster yeah and point it under uh saw's chin and saw even says like you're not getting out of here alive and luthan rightly points out he goes yeah i'm i know i'm trying to get you to pay attention because he's you know so he can see saw starting to um you know lose eh, kind of lose it right like yeah, yeah and see Focus him as an enemy so this yeah exactly this focuses him on and he said so he, he lays that all out where he says look here's our choices we either let krieger sacrifice himself unknowingly we lose those 30 guys including and krieger on top so 31 and the isb thinks they've found us and they think they've won and that way we can continue to do what we're doing and we'll get them off our backs for a little bit conversely if you want we can warn krieger and from that point onwards that plant that i've cultivated all this time will be in danger but isb will constantly be second guessing everything and unsure of themselves like you are right now they're both fine options i didn't want to let you choose though so which one do we want? Now, which one do you want? So yeah, that's what he yeah. says. Yeah, he puts it on yeah, that's, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sorry, yeah. I'm still talking as Luthen. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, so we get that, right? And so it's a great little back and forth because Saw basically says, uh, all right, for the greater good. So sacrifice Krieger. And uh, Luthen basically says, if you, that's what you want to call it, then that's fine. And then Saw's response is, let's call it war. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's, it's it's great. It's, it's very so... nuanced conversation too. Some at some points, mm-hmm. and you're just like, God damn! Like whoever writes these characters really knows how mm-hmm. to write them in a point where they're at their peak, like social interaction between these two characters, and really it's... stepping those boundaries. It's smart, yeah. It's smart spy, very gray writing. Yeah, right? like it's very realistic. I think that's why it works so well. Well, there's there's a part in Saw's paranoia where he's just like, "So you're just gonna burn him? And you're gonna burn me too?" Yeah, like, yeah. And you you don't care who gets caught up in it, it could mm-hmm. be anybody. And he's just like, "Well, and Luthen's response not to say." <laughs> well, no, Luthen's responses are very good because he says, "No, not you." Because with Krieger, he's never met me. Yeah. He's, I've been in the same room. Yeah. We've been in the same room. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I've been in the same room as him, but he didn't know who I was. We've always dealt through intermediaries, through other people delivering supplies and Crazy. things like that. It's different with you because you know who I am. You, yeah, he can't so hurt that, me, but you can. Yeah, but you can. And so that's that's the little bit of leverage, right? Mm, I'm yeah. not going to destroy you because you have stuff on and me. And then he also says, he's like, if I was ISB, why would I try and stop you? Yeah, why wouldn't I just burn you both at the same and time? And I'm like, oh, man, this is so good. It's good logic, right? But because if the plan is to capture rebels, because yeah. it's just like, why wouldn't I do both at the same time? It's just like, or I'm not getting you because I still have something I need to get from you. Mm-hmm. Something. It's just, it's like, which that's why that that's that line doesn't dispel the paranoia, yeah. which I found great to to try and use and realize, like, mm-hmm. oh, persuasion check failed. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a smart. I think it's a smart way of coming at it too, because if you say no, 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 I'm on your side, that makes saw more paranoid right yeah well that's what he says but if he if he lets him come to his own decision yeah just here are all the facts i'm not going to tell you which way i am you figure it out yeah 
then it's it's he comes to a decision and then he trusts it more he's got to bring his mind back though that's why you grab the gun right yeah exactly it's like you know you're not gonna get out of here alive yeah yeah no there was the panic there was the paranoia the paranoia and everything that came in there then to the Mm. panic then to a gun in your face it's just like your mind it was firing to the point now now where it's just it's kind of gone and it's just like yeah you you've frozen me yeah what now as a a certain uh lyrical poet once said oh god (laughs) snap back to reality yeah there goes gravity there you go (laughs) i mean i was just gonna say mike dyson everybody has a plan to get punched in the face yeah exactly he got a gun in his face and it was just like oh okay. well you won't live it's like i don't care yeah. you're not gonna survive and it's just like dude you you just went to violence yeah <laughs> what yeah. do you fall back on stop violence it works okay that's true see though um but yeah so so that kind of ties up their story so uh ironically uh cassian's story and this is one of the shorter ones but since he's the mc it makes sense to, i think to keep him last um we see we start with him on nakina missed you missed and- the part with luthan I, okay, I'll get there. Sorry, oh, but I, I guess so I should do good. it first. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Okay, so as Luthen's going to leave, uh, we're basically we basically get a shot of him uh, talking with Clea in very much spy code, right? Uh, like I forgot they're, about that scene. That's not yeah, the one I was thinking. Oh, about. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who forgets things out? They're they're talking with each other in in uh, code, obviously, right? In like glossier. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was so Lauren good too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're sliding into 40k now. Um but yeah, so oh god, I want to I want to find the Cadia one with Hound, but anyways, um so they're having a talk and it's very spyish because they're talking about uh, oh, I want to check in on a new collection and Clay is saying stuff about oh, you know, the buyers market's too saturated, you have to just let this one go and Luthen's saying, "Oh, you don't understand if we don't go if we don't go after this piece then uh the effect on the buyers market and things like that, you have to think more open." blah 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 blah. And it turns out it's a gr- it's a very good thing they talk in the spy code because he's being monitored um by a class of star destroyer that I don't think we've ever seen before, but it has been mentioned and in, in and I think there's concept art for it in New Hope. There is um, uh, some th- stuff. So there's a deleted scene of Solo mm. is in. Um, it's uh, oh, okay. it's in that. Um, it was one of the original designs for the Star Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very glad they didn't keep it. No yeah. offense. Written, but... It was designed by a guy named Cantwell. And they called it the Cantwell class Arrestor Cruiser. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. I'm like, oh, yeah. so cool. It's It I looks like, like someone... It's a mobile listening station. Essentially. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. not just that. We see in a second what those dishes yeah. are for too, right? Yeah, exactly, right? But yeah, so it, it basically zeroes in, and uh, when Luthen asks why, it's because there's partisan activity in the area. Uh, so they basically say, like, okay, send transponder codes, Luthen fakes it, but in the buying time for the uh, spoofing the transponder code, the Imperial officer gets antsy or just wants to show power, so the catchment attractor beam. We see Luthen starting to power up countermeasures, and we all had the same question, what the hell's a hyper, uh, tractor beam countermeasure? It's never really existed before. It makes so much sense. Was- well, yeah, right. But the closest thing we've seen before was uh, the ghost trick with Hera, right? When she yeah. boosts right they, before the tractor beams activate to catch Vader, which must have been a, a great funeral pyre for those tractor beam officers. Oh, man. Um, but, but yeah, so you see him charging it up. They, uh, Luthen tries to play around, make some tricks. It doesn't quite work. He uh, slams on the boosters, and you're like, really? That was your plan? Just boosters to maximum? Um, and the officer thinks the same thing because they crank the tractor beam uh, power up to five. That turns it turns out that was Luthen's red herring. Yep. Because then when the countermeasures activate, it's just 
three full compartments that are just full of flechette rounds. And oh. so he just launches the flechette rounds out the back. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Because it, it's a it's in a tractor beam. It's pulling you in. And you just set it to five. And now there's millions of shards of metal coming at you that you're accelerating. So it shreds the tractor beam array immediately. As that happens. You as see that, it too. It looks so yeah, good. It comes apart. It's so beautiful. It's it's almost as beautiful as the meteor storm we saw yeah um but as that's happening they're also launching a fighter escort to try and take him down um we'll talk there's one there's one weird thing it's it's such a minor thing we'll talk about it though but i was like why uh because they send uh, a tie bomber and uh three tie fighters out to take him out and so luthan basically shows that he's been flying the equivalent of the james bond aston martini this whole aston martini <laughs> yeah see it's the brain. sometimes the brain just fucking explodes yeah right uh, yeah, the, like, just remember the gas can is shaking not stirred yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, fun fact, uh, shaken martini because it has less booze content in it than a stern one does. Um, but anyways, uh, so yeah, there's a hidden turret that he pops out and starts hitting the first, the tie bomber, obviously. Uh, and then the tie fighters, he starts going after them with it. And then as he's trying to come away, he hits Whoa. another emergency switch and these two, uh, it reminded me of the thing from Iron Man 2, where he's got like the yes. lasers built into his into the tops of his his hands. Yeah, and he activates these like cutter lasers that he like does a barrel roll and just slices both the Tie Fighters in half. Does a little uh, mock lap, mocking lap around the cruiser, and then jets to hyperspace, which I was a little bit surprised about because when he comes back at the cruiser, I assumed he had a proton torpedo in the yeah. Or just, and just like just the bridge, cut it with the laser, just cut the bridge right off. Yeah, right. You know, like, like just yeah something right there to, to take out the cruiser i but think no, it was he, enough what he did was like showboat enough it's just confusing to me because he he knows that he's being um he's being hunted and any kind of thing like this especially you know psycho milo that's gonna put a blip on the radar so it'd make more sense to kill i don't think they know who he all? was though because they just knew his transponder which was fake no of course not but yeah. partisan activity super souped up ship you know it's not like james bond yeah beats a bunch of bad guys and drives away into like who would that yeah i wonder and they never yeah. figure it out right um so yeah but anyways he jets to hyperspace he leaves the the imperials just completely stunned uh and yeah that closes up the luthan part so yeah swapping back to the beginning of the episode the very beginning of the episode actually uh we get andor and there's it's only two people uh that we really are interacting with on this end where we get um andor and melchin melchi melchi uh and they are the first thing we basically see is Andor is just holding on for dear life. And then Melchi is basically going, I can't climb. I can't feel my hands. Um, and we see a uh, Thai Reaper fly overhead. I think it's a Reaper. It could it be is. a striker. It I was, think it's a Reaper. Um, yeah, it's a longer, yeah. wider one. It's just hard to tell because they almost look the same, right? But I'd have to look at the back again, I guess, because I think the Reaper's wings connect, but the strikers don't. Um, anyways, I just have to watch that. It just has like the canopy thing on top. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm um but yeah so they they see it fly over and andor's like they're gone they're, they're not coming back and she's like don't tell me that don't give me like basically like don't give me hope um but then a few seconds later he's like please tell me they're not coming back yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. Like, yeah they're not coming back um so they climb the cliff they get up to the top and they see uh these two aliens where we're seeing you know uh some xeno races for the first time in six or so episodes there um there are some fun looking aliens man i yeah, love yeah. these guys they're, they're they're big portly dudes one of them looks like space mongolian and the other guy uh looks like space weird cyberpunk dude yeah um the the, the one that was like the one that was talking in common or basic yeah yeah he looked like a hitchhiker's alien 
yeah, like the bad guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the what are they called? The Vorthigans or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, poetry. where am I looking at this? I'm like, oh, and the voice. I was like, that yeah. is like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like they've been in a like this alien species has been in a few things. But... I, I was also yeah, I was also reminded of the the other the the space Mongolian guy with his uh, his sword hand. Yeah, and uh, it's also like me ponytail. Of Warhammer. Yeah, Warhammer Fantasy has the Ogre Kingdoms and that have gotten popular because of the new Total War game. Immediately, it I was like. Also, I was like, yo, immediately, I was like, budget cyberpunk right now. Like, that's all I can yeah, think of. Much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Their names, by the way, are Dewey and Freedy Palomar. Or pa- Pamular. Hmm. Pamular. There you go. Their brothers. I wish the names were a little bit more, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, something more than Dewey and Freedy. Yeah. Um, Freedy, yeah, yeah. So, so they see their ship, which is one of the first sequel trilogy uh, refer- homages that oh, I haven't yeah, minded. Yeah. Uh, which is a quad jumper, and and Melchi says, "What is that? It's a, a quad jumper. Yeah, can you fly it? I don't know." Uh, so they they try to steal it. They literally just fucking yeah. run. He's like, "I don't know. <laughs> don't, 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 what yeah. if there's someone there?" This is, He's like, "Fuck this it, is let's a, just go." This is a Grand Theft Auto game style hijacking. Which, triangle, triangle, triangle. Doesn't quite work though, because as they're going to it, a trap goes off, which is two wet, sticky nets. Yeah. Spider-Man. Basically, (laughs) gross Spider-Man, catch them and drag them in. And we get a bit of a talk between them because um, it's it it reminded me of the Ents in uh, Two Towers because at first they they assume that they're Imperials uh, because they're humans. And uh, Andrew's like, no, 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 we're we're, we're prisoners. We were prisoned by the Empire. And he's like, oh, Empire is destroyed. We hate those guys. He's like, okay, uh, let's come to an agreement. Oh, but your corpses are worth a thousand credits each that are alive. That's a lot of money. And Andrew's like, no, 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 we can come to an agreement. So there's a lot of back and forth. It's it's a very kind of pseudo tense situation, except the aliens are talking in a very humorous manner. So it's kind of like I don't know how I yeah. feel about this. So basically, once they learn that they're you know prisoner fugitives against the Empire, uh, they let them go. And I so I kind of miss this end part because he basically says, "Oh, you want to go?" So I, I I'm assuming they just gave them a lift and left. They did, yeah. Um, okay, yeah, and, he's like, "Where do you want to uh, go?" And he's like, "Neomos," and they're like, "Oh, yeah. Neomos." Okay, and then they get on the ship, yeah. And then the quad oh, jumper taking off was yeah, so, so funny. janky, and it barely gets off the ground. It's, it's like, like skimming the lake. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like dragging its uh, landing feet on the yeah, rocks yeah. for a second. And then not, on the... not going to... Yeah, I'm glad they did that because it's just like Andor in a previous episode has already said that he could fly anything. Yeah, it doesn't mm. matter what it is. The fact that he's so fucking nervous about this thing. Yeah. He's like, ah, I don't yeah. know. I don't have and space these guys me. already who own it are just like, all right, you got to do it in this little way kind of here because this skipped. And if you don't do it this way, we'll probably end up in the yeah. water. Yeah. So they, <laughs> stealing it would have gone terribly for them yeah. anyway, which is why it's so important to set these kind of things I up love it. to give it more it was a lot of, at that point. The thing about these aliens was uh, there. there's a lot of um, personality behind them. Mm-hmm. Was it's really hard to do that with aliens when it's all prosthetics, right? But this was all prosthetics, and they did a great job with just like the voice lines. Yeah, and that's what it's really, really made it. I think. I think it's also really easy to have kind of joke or lighthearted characters that are just bad. Yeah. Um, like, you know, as, as, as I clown on this a lot, Stinky the Hut. Yeah. The easiest form of just like, oh, it's lighthearted and cute. No, it's stupid. Yeah um so they they actually it, it was like borderline because i was like kind of this is like hitchhiker's guide like monty python yeah. like borderline humor right but it works because i could imagine these people existing in real life right like they're yeah. just dudes they're they just don't fishermen. have an agenda yeah they're just guys they have an agenda they don't like the empire because they're poisoning the water and they they're xenophobic fish. right the empire is completely xenophobic yeah, so yeah, like yeah. there's no room in the galaxy in the empire's mind for these people 
Yeah. So it's firing back at them when they're like, okay, we'll help these people yeah. escape. Just, yeah, take the prisoners away. <laughs> every every time it was just it was it was hot fuzz in my head. Oh just, yeah. Yar, and the yeah. guy was like, I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> isn't the guy that says Yar? Isn't he? He's the he's the hound in Game of Thrones, isn't he? Same guy. Yeah, it's the same guy. So they like, just, the guy they that works at the supermarket. The guy who works at the supermarket. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's the same guy. Take a look. I, that's if that's the case. That's awesome. Yeah, acting, it I was so good. <laughs> he just doesn't have all the facial hair. Yeah, yeah or the burn marks. Yeah, and he actually talks. Um, but yeah, so uh, the end of the episode is basically um, Cassian calls the, I can't remember his name because he's not super important, the spaceport guy, um, and says like, oh, send a message to Marva, tell her, you know, I'm safe, I'm, she'd be proud of me, I'm, I'm fighting the fight, and he says, I'm so sorry, uh, your, your mom's dead. And so uh, we get, you know, that uh, Diego Luna, such good acting in that moment because you see him like, the shock digesting it yeah and the shock and the yeah. pain and he's like you see him willing. holding in all those emotions because he's like this isn't the time and i, I can't, can't show Melshi this yeah, yeah. well no, no, i don't even think it's that it's just like i need to, i need to keep my head in the game yeah i'm not in a position where i can i can break down so i also forgot before this we see him he goes back into the i assume his his yeah. lover or his fling's room but it's, it's a different completely, person different people. completely different people, Rented different people yeah. oh maybe it's a hotel it yeah, could be yeah hotel maybe. or different people like renting yeah, it out yeah. or something. Well, I don't think it's different people because it's his safe box. It's his safe um, box is up top, whereas everybody, yeah, like yeah. the people that were laying down, the girl that was with the alien guy, nobody would have known. It wasn't the it. same person because like she yeah, was yeah, they're human, completely right? different people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so he basically finds the box, makes sure everything's still in it, um, <laughs> opens the manifesto, it starts to speak, closes it really yeah. quickly, and takes it and goes. Um, so yeah, so sorry, that's before the the phone call. The phone call um, guy is Zanwin. Zanwin, okay. Yeah, yeah he's I didn't been know that. in like he's been important. Now, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, he basically walks up to Melchi, and Melchi's like, "It's all good." He's like, "You got it," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good." Um, and they have a bit of a talk where um, it's again so good because Melchi is very like basically saying like, "Look at this. Look at this free air. Look at this freedom." Like, man, how does it feel? And Cass Cassian is very much still just trying to like, I like so numb inside. Right? He's like, "Yeah, it's it's good." It, it's freedom and uh melchie basically goes okay so how many people do you think survived and he goes i we're here like not not really focusing on it right just kind of yeah. and uh so basically um melchie says like we need to we need to split up we need to tell people what the empire is doing people need to know uh, how bad it's getting and so cassian gives him the spare blaster and says like yeah there you go like we'll do it we'll we'll do our thing but it's very clear melchie's gonna go off uh, idealistic, zeal-hearted, join the rebellion kind of thing. Well, he's trying to spread the word that the prisons are doing this stuff, right? Yeah, to yeah. Bring so more I think people he's going to he's going to slide. It. We're seeing that, right? Like that message that he's sending is how he gets into the rebellion. Yeah. Um, and then Cassian's off, you know, figuring out his own thing. I'm assuming he's going to go back to Ferrix. 100. Um, percent Yeah. So and then that then we'll get our last episode where everything collides and we'll see what happens. Uh, that basically ends up the episode. Uh, yeah, good stuff. A lot of good stuff this episode. Um. I will say, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, with Cassian right there at the end, I think what will drive him either to Ferrix where he fights mm. the Empire or just start fighting the Empire in earnest in general. He's already seen, he's heard from somebody what the Empire does and everything like that. Mm. Marva, the last time he saw her, I'm a rebel and I'm yeah. going to do all this mm. stuff and everything like that. And now it's just like, that was the last thing she said to you. 
And how did she go out? You'll probably find out on Ferrix. Mm-hmm. She went out being a rebel, dude. Like, she was doing all the stuff until her body literally said she couldn't anymore. She also said mm-hmm. that his, his sister's dead and to leave her in the dust. Yeah, but I think it was the last thing she said. Yeah, yeah. but it was mm-hmm. more so that, like, after you're hearing, she, like, oh, what, you, what is he going to remember first? If he's having he's a reaction like yeah, that, it's he's, mm-hmm. he's, he misses her. The a sister lot. thing we heard all of twice. The first oh, yeah. episode they brought up, and then that one. I don't think that was a big deal. We saw yeah. her in the thing, but it was more so like. Okay, it, this is the person that you've actually known outside who's brought you into the There's a storyline still there. Yeah, right? It, it's it's one of the things that bugs me a little bit because the sister storyline is just a vessel to get him into the inciting incident. Like, that's all it is. Yeah. Um, right? So, so far, I think this will be motivation enough because it'll probably be like, he'll get there. They won't see him get there. They'll be monitoring the area or whatever. Mm-hmm. But something will happen with the wall that she's a part of now. Mm. That'll really that'll be Cassian. I think she snap. Just, well, I just think she becomes like a like they said they she becomes a brick and yeah. they put her and into put in, the wall. in the wall. But the wall yeah. is like the wall of a building. Like the whole place yeah. is built up That's with the people. What in the I past, mean, right? but yeah. it's gonna be fresh. The daughters are gonna yeah. be working on it or mm. something. 100%. Something clear that's gonna be there, right? And in the midst of everything, they might put like, oh, we see him there. How do we get him to do? How do we do this? Bix in the window looking all fucked up. Yeah. That's the first yeah. trigger, yeah. right? Or he sees her somewhere or whatever. Or she points him out because she's just so messed up by this point. Right? Or he's talking to Brasso or somebody sees him. And mm. then the wall. And then they do some, either graffiti the wall or destroy it. I could see them hanging mm. or trying to hang Bix at the same time when this funeral's going on. Oh, God. Because everyone's there. Throw her in know. there. What do you think Kathy's well, going to do? She's, she's useful still until they find Luthen. Yeah. And then, okay, so, so this is where I wanted to come in with uh, Cyril. Cyril said to Deidre in the in, in interrogation, mm. I would know his voice if I heard it. Yeah. And he is coming to Ferrix. And so is Cyril. Mm. So what if Cyril hears the voice and finds out, oh, that's him. Mm. And I know she's looking for him. So if I give her him, she might help me get Andor. Because, yeah, everybody's showing up to yeah. this place mm-hmm. now, right? Yeah, but I don't so, think Luthen's not in a talking manner. He's in a shoot yeah. first manner. And, and so I, I think what's going to happen is, um, I think Bix is going to be the trigger, the final trigger that yeah. gets him to to start the fight, because seeing his best friend broken down like that, or friend broken down like that, right? But so what I think is going to happen is like he'll whatever go to Ferrick's funeral, all that kind of stuff. I think he's going to run into Sinta and Vel, and they're going to yeah. try and kill him, and that's going to bring the well, Empire not there, in. right? Well, but I Vel, Vel's heading there. Is she? She's okay. heading there. Yeah. Everybody's he- heading there. I didn't know Vel was, but yes. All, all yeah. the points are colliding. It, the, the way that it sounds, right? From yeah. the fact that she's meeting with Mothman and then leave again. Yes. Yeah, um, but I, yeah, I think they're all going to collide. There's going to be a big crossfire because that's going to then draw the Empire in. And then I think Cyril's going to come in at the worst time as they're closing the net and Deidre's getting it. And Cyril's going to fuck it all up. I don't know if he's going to. Um, he might. No, I don't I think agree he would. Too. It, it depends on we're looking at different story arcs, right? Yeah. Because yeah. if this was a story of like Cyril joining the Empire, it's weird that Deidre already been there already, much, right? Yeah, but yes, this so really all she's seen is that he's fucked up, right? But too obsessed with Cassian. I think that was he, the other big thing. But the thing too is, yeah, like maybe not, he is not able to see the big picture. But is he able to? You know, he's had a lot of time to think. Has he able, been able to learn from that mistake? That's the question here, right? He's not had a lot of time to think. He's been spending a lot of time stewing. Yeah, and obsessing. For sure. No, I get you. Yeah. I just don't know. Has is he gonna show us what he's already showed us? Or is he gonna show us something that he's gonna prove his worth to the Empire? 
I think it's too like I I don't think there's been any real build up to show us that since his disgrace he's had time to then become a new person, right? It, it's more well, of just like him just so much. different That's tactic. I, different I mean, it's tactic. like you realize it's, it's how shit that, he's come, right? It's showing that burn of obsession, how it destroys someone. Okay. Utterly. Okay. So I, I think, think yeah, yeah, there's been good. no hints, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm leaning more to Nomos there, but I get you. branching off it a bit because like, I think he'll show up there. Mm. Maybe not at that absolute worst time, but he'll show up at a time that's, you know, He's gonna think, yeah. "Oh, I'm here to help. I'm here to do something," and either blast the wrong person mm. again with your idea. Throw it all into chaos. He's gonna be found out mm. by who else but Deidre, and it's gonna be like, "I can't believe you messed that up." Whatever, and either he's gonna off himself <laughs> because can't go back home. Mm. He stole money now that she's obviously. I don't care if he closed the safe or put everything like she's gonna. Yeah. These, these these moms have psychic powers. Yeah, he, he does not care about his mother anymore. I can't. They don't give a damn you. when you do well, but they know when you fuck mm-hmm. up. Yeah. yeah. So she's gonna find out. Won't be able to go there. Nothing for him in the Empire anymore because they'll just either consider him they'll kill him or he'll mm. kill himself. Imagine the first And he won't kill himself because it's Disney. The first <laughs> yeah, of, of so... many fulcrums is Cyril Karn. Accidentally <laughs> fall off something. Could you imagine? Yeah. Or they'll just, subject just, him to the to the to the. Oh, oh God, yeah, that was no problem. Be, as long as you, it you don't them. hear it, but we'll show yeah, you. That's because it seems like ending. she's had repeated exposures. Since. Yeah, I think so. Because I'm sorry, I'm like I don't. You're going through this, but how debilitating was that? Where it's been like weeks, he still can't walk. Like, mm. I get it might have been traumatizing a little bit. Like, oh, she's just like. The at the way at the end there when they were interrogating her, it's like, is this the guy? And she kind of like stops for a bit and she's like, oh, should I put on the act? And let her mind is going through something there. Yeah. Before they were showing us uh, she all she's thinking oh, about no, is she's the song. completely yeah. But I thought that she was trying to come up with something like, if I lie and tell them this is the guy, okay, either yeah. kill me and think- put me out of this. Or release me and put me out of this. Yeah, I think what was happening there is they were really wanting the yes from her about Anto Krieger because that's their only lead. That's where right? they're going, yeah. right? So, so I think that she guy, might have realized can... that and it was playing. Like, I don't think she was playing it up, but like she's definitely out of it. But yeah. she, I think she realizes they think exactly. this is him. And if I give him a yes on this, even Boom. if it, you know, it sh- I, I show that I'm distraught and I say yes, then that takes all suspicion off of the other person and I get to go free if they believe mm. me. But they need to believe it, it, right? And that's it. And that's why with her thinking like, okay, yeah, like, oh, we're going to have to get him back again and all that stuff. Take a minute because you're not fully there. Start crying again because you're thinking about it now. Freak out for a bit and then realize I don't want that again. Yes. I'm I'm also... So, I'm hoping to yeah. see that that attack or something next episode. Do you just think to see Krieger being like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then they're like, "On loudspeakers, like we have you now access." There's no the fuck is in there. What's going on? Yeah, and then them with either kind of half smile. Give us Andor. Like, we got him. He's Andor. <laughs> yeah. Did we? And we see like Luthen's plan kind of skew because it's just like no matter what, they're second guessing everything anyway. Yeah. Rather mm-hmm. than being like, "We got him." I'm I'm wondering if you know Luthen knows that someone's on his tail now and people are really coming near him. So like, mm. is he gonna disguise himself? Because he can. He's he's has the practice of disguising himself. So like, mm. you know, all you gotta do, all you gotta do man. though, put a helmet it, on of any it's, kind. It seems a little bit premature though, because they know him, but they don't know what he looks like. I know, or, but you know, you know anything, right? he knows that other people do. So if he wants mm. to get the drop on Cassian, 
which it seems like he does. He's going to go. Luthen, but he... Is Luthen going to go to Ferris from here? Oh, 100%. That's know. what they were talking about on the ship. Calcul they didn't tell us where he was calculating coordinates to. He was oh, just no, asking no, no. about they have the, the they buyer. Have the, they have the, well, they said the buyer the and stuff, piece. right? They were doing all that, the dance mm -hmm. behind that. But the mm -hmm. thing that she said was the mother, she said the mother's like dead or whatever, right? And so that's where he's like, well, you know, the buyer might still buy something or, or like whatever it was in that conversation. Mm -hmm. He knows that they're talking about Andor and she knows that. And she's like, you need to drop it because it's it's dead weight regardless. They and, burned Ferrex. They yeah. don't need anything. Yeah, that's true. And so that's where he's and headed. Yet. She's trying to convince him not to because it's a stupid fucking idea. It mm. is. But I think what's going to happen is, you know, as much as he wants to get rid of Andor, Andor's now in the fight. And if Andor can get to tell him that before he kills him, then obviously that's how he gets in the rebellion. Well, so that's the other thing we might see too, though, right? Is that if if Luthen sees him and Bix and and Going realizes that's the, well and realizes that's the moment like Cassian's in now, then he can come back and be like, "Hey, I was never going to kill you. Clearly, you don't." Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the mind yeah. games. Yeah, he has he has to see that. Here's another guy who's lost because he's lost his mom. Yeah, mm -hmm. his friends probably brain damaged, scarred, and crazy now. Yeah. So he's this, not, this, he has reasons to fight yeah. other than mercenary shit. This he is the oppression. Wants to hurt them. Yeah, this is the oppression and pain Luthen was talking about that he needs to have the empire inflict to grow the rebellion. So it, it all leads back to his speech in the warehouse. Mm. Wouldn't you like to really Stick it to do them. something? Yeah, rather than, rather than just poking at them constantly, which Aldani mm. was a poke at this point too, a hard one. Oh yeah. Now it's just like you become a fist. But he realized because he had he had to endure the empire, and the prison that he was in, right? Like that's mm -hmm. that's everything, right? To him, that's what he lived for for what like 150 days, like 100, like something like that. There's quite a yeah, quite a long time, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's not something that's easily gonna let let like, he's not gonna forget no, about it, not. right? Yeah. Um, and you know, thinking about Kino, who couldn't get out of there, right? maybe. Right. I, yeah, I I would assume he's he's pretty much dead at this point, or yeah. imprisoned more. Um, but it's, it definitely recaptured people. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. if they were coming after him and and Melshi. Mm -hmm. Um, there's some good stuff on Ferrex though. Like we get B two. We were talking about it earlier. Like B 2s emotions. Yeah. And, like it's almost like you get you had a you had a sad dog where the owner died, and now it can talk, and it's telling you how it's feeling. That's what that yeah. is. And see, the interesting thing for me was that, like, very clearly, B2 is going through depression, right? Oh, 100%. Um, when was, when have we sure. ever seen... Yeah, right? Yeah. And this is the, uh, like, this is the thing I was I was alluding to when I was talking about it, is that this is why memory wipes exist. Because apparently, it turns out, if you don't memory wipe a droid, they can literally start hitting the AI form. Well, yeah, think about yeah. it. Yeah, the, the AI happens, and the learning happens. Yeah, yeah. With R2, though, he's a great example of that. Yeah, and Chopper, actually. Just <laughs> Chopper goes in the way different direction. <laughs> oh, yeah, he goes absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, um, it's interesting seeing these, like, full-defined personalities that you can get out of droids, right? And which is... I think it's interesting, because the standard we usually see is, yeah, you're right, R2 and C-3PO. Yeah. Um, but because R2 can't speak, we're just kind of left assuming what his personality is, right? Or, you know, he can, but we can't understand it. Whereas C-3PO is kind of like the baseline droid personality. Um, so it's interesting, you know, like there's a lot of stuff in Legends. We don't, we, we, Solo is the only thing that's ever touched on the droid revolution um, outside of Legends stuff. So we're kind of seeing like that was always the reason why they always said, oh, you have to do memory wipes because then they can learn you're treating them like shit and then rebel because they're strong. Most droids are stronger than people since they're metal. Um, but it's interesting to see the upside of the coin where it's like, well, if they get too human, 
then it can start debilitating them in other aspects like attachment and and love mr bones that's all i'm going to say but he's that's that's not that's not i know uh, i know yeah, that's, yeah right? that's full-on like i'm a sociopath well yeah. chopper is the chopper experience yeah. right he doesn't he have more kills than any any of the other rebels probably um, <laughs> just yeah, it's, just, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because i think this is the first time we've really seen a droid on tv like you know main screen who can talk and still kind of develops that. that droid ai yeah yeah because we get like r2d2 and, and bb that do have the like the sad moments right sure um, but again because we can't we don't know what they're saying ever yeah, you just get the well, see, the boobs, this the is where the warbles mm. this is where you can bring up that uh theory of like do they take b2 and turn him into k2 instead B. yeah and i i don't think so at this point like b2 is very passive and like wipe right maybe it dejected. resets the personality to whatever just take a core Sarcastic and, maybe and uh, i don't know well, if, if you take the core right you can still build around that but if if True. It's so if his depression has shocked him so much where he's just you know like okay i'm gonna forget and then the, the core switch, the memory weapon, all that. And it's just like, this is what his personality, maybe younger, used to be. Because mm. we only know him in this An old, old droid. Age. Yeah. True, true. So um, Going over to Luthan and Saw with the, the object, the tube-like object that uh, he was yeah. like, holding on. It was holding on to it for a while, and like it zoomed in on a little bit. Yeah, like it was going to be important, and then it is never it the comes mace? Is so, it the war mace he uses no, as a melee weapon? <laughs> it looked like it's a power mace. So, okay, this is what I've been seeing online. People are speculating uh, that Luthen Rail actually might be a Jedi, and it so might be Rail Avaros, which is uh, Dooku's first apprentice. Hmm. And people are Didn't speculating that might have been his lightsaber, and you oh, know all this stuff. And I'm like, and like you know the crystal, the Kyber crystal that he had, the Sky Kyber. It's like that has a you know meaning to hmm. him for specific. There's things pointing towards Maybe. it, and I'm like, okay. I could see it, but I'd rather him just be a like a random yeah. guy who is literally just a really smart person, and that's what. Yeah. And not, the, the acting chops. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not because he's a jet, like a former Jedi or anything like that. Because so. it would it would also be shocking to me if he was a Jedi that he has endured that much darkness and still be okay. I mean, you, no, he's not okay. I, you, you, I heard, would, you heard what he said if, last if episode. Case, I'd like it this way. Well, competent, but he's also like saying, like, I, t I speak with ghosts about my dreams. I have written off my entire life. I'm not going to see the sunrise of the things that I've said. Like, he has, yeah. he's, he's at the point where he's like, I'm going to go as hard and as violent as I can against the Empire until I can't anymore. And at that point, mm. the sun will rise and there's a better day. Like, that's what his mindset is, right? He's not, mm. he wants to keep himself alive as long as possible so he can fight for as long as possible. But he hasn't yeah. given up. If, if he was caught by that ship and he had no countermeasure stuff, I would assume he would have given up at that point after trying everything I, he could. I assume he would have tried to overload his engines. Yeah, like trying anything blow to, to yeah. blow it. To the, yeah. yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, you but, just, you're done. You accept see, death, yeah. right? So. The only way I'd accept him being some kind of former Jedi or something like that is if, I because if your name is Rail Avaros and you change the Luthan Rail, come on, <laughs> first and foremost. I mean, some, I mean, we didn't think of it. That's not. Oh, I will Fair. say then, the only True. other way I'd, I'd definitely be on board with it is if he pulled a seer and cut himself off. Yeah. Yeah. Cut himself off, maybe. I, but I was just saying, like, the amount of willpower 
mm. to go to make that choice to continue down the way and not turn, but yeah. still have the determination and will to see it through. It'd mm. be interesting because he is still fighting a war. He's I mean, just not. He's using every fucking tactic in the book, except dark. Have you guys read Master and Apprentice? I think Ed has. Yes, mm. I have. Have you, Noma? No. Okay, I won't ruin it then. But he's definitely an out of the book Jedi. Um, when we see him okay. in that book. Um, but yeah, mm. some interesting stuff in there. Um, but yeah, no, it's interesting. Like I, that I, guy has too much stuff going on already. That makes me think that it, it couldn't be a switch. It like could be the same person in my mind. Yeah, from what I mm. remember about him. Um, but yeah, like no, what did you think the tube thing was? I'm not sure. I, like that's what I was just surprised about. Like they they focus on it so much that it really feels like this is going to be important to the conversation, and then nothing shows up. So I have no idea. Maybe it was like a data gathering device, like some. I, I have. I'm honestly I have no idea. Like some sort of scanning thing so we can map out the time. But I can't. Nothing that they talk about really draws anything that would be like, well, then this is relevant to their conversation, right? Like, it's not a weapon because he has to pull the weapon off of two tubes. Mm. Um, so what else could it be? But it should be important. If it's just a device. Yeah, maybe, right? Or like, or yeah, it's, who like knows? it's transmitting everything back to, to Clea or something mm. like that some sort of record something so he's just like you know me and that's why i'm not ready for you to be taken away yet yeah but i need everything i can get on you just within yeah. the limited amount of times i see you so this has to be used for some purpose of reconnaissance recognition or um some sort of recording device or something that obviously appears like nothing to them yeah like, the, like a the... bomb or something the only other thing I was thinking was like, did did Luthen have a walking stick when he arrived on Ferrix? No, he when he I think Ferrix and possibly when he met up on Aldani, he might have had one. But mm. I remember he did have a walking stick. Yeah. So like maybe that was it. But then it's it was weird different. To focus it was completely on... different. This yeah, one's like wooden and leather. The other one was com like metal. I think it was completely metal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's it's just a weird thing to focus on. So I'm curious. To be what's fair though, he is an antiquities Different dealer. Hopes. So like he could have a lightsaber, not be a Jedi, or he could have yeah. like a maybe like a electro whip. Like it could have been yeah, that, or maybe. it could have been something else, right? Um, yeah. I wouldn't put it past him to have weapons on him though, like that, because yeah, exactly. Why Exotic wouldn't weapons. you if you could cut someone in half yeah. if you needed to, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It reminds mm -hmm. me of again. Just walking sticks are just four spikes. Yeah, could you imagine? Right? It, it just kind of uh, reminded me since we already referenced it of uh, Tobias McSella from uh, Ed from Eisenhorn and Ravener, or just Eisenhorn, sorry. Um, where it's like, so for those who don't know, because I'm sure a lot of uh, our listeners don't know 40k stuff. One of the best um, characters in that uh, Eisenhorn oh, series. Yeah. Tobias McSella is a very eccentric, very gaudy uh, ship captain. Um, so he doesn't have any weapons on him. Um, you know, he's just got all, he's, they, they talk about it. He's got all these jeweled ringed fingers and this big opulent wig and, and dyed white skin and all this, but they get into a fight in one of the first encounters and Maxwell points his ring at someone and a laser just erupts from it and atomizes the dude. What? Cause he's got, it's that sounds, called in, in, yeah, sounds about right. in the lore, they're called dig, uh, digi weapons. So they're digital weapons that you implant in like bracelets or digi rings oh. or pens um, yeah, digital because it's a digital laser weapon. Yeah, um, made by Xeno Race, interestingly enough. Um, but yeah, so it, that's the whole thing is like, aha, gaudy ship captain. Oh no, please don't uh, point your gun at me. Yeah, yeah and just absolutely. So I could definitely see Luthen having that, especially when we oh, see the ship holds. 
Um, and then going off the thing that, that you were saying, Dan, uh, so I saw this awful, awful take. I won't name the website. I won't shame them. Um, but it was a website that was like, oh, Luthen's uh, Fondor ship just just made the Millennium Falcon completely obsolete. And I was like, yeah, it's weird. It's like one's a ship run by a smuggler who like barely makes ends meet and is just shipping illegal cargo. And the others run by basically this universe is James Bond and it's his Aston MI5. Martin. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's, it's not a comparison. It's like, it's, it's like it's an 18 wheel trucker versus yeah. James Bond. Yeah. It's like being like, oh man, yeah. this new Luke Skywalker fact makes Ahsoka look completely bait, right? obsolete. It's like, yeah. Cause like he's Jedi master, grand Jedi master and she's like a great Jedi knight. Yeah. Like obviously that's not state. It's, Not even it's, the, yeah. it's apples and oranges, right? It doesn't make sense. It's it, it's it's stupid shock uh, titles. Yeah, and it's to get people onto the website. Be like, oh, what do you mean? Yeah. What do you Ooh, mean yeah, it's better exactly. than Millennium Falcon? Look, yeah. What just happened? Look at the it? new yeah. thing. Look at the new thing. Oh, my God. To be fair, though, I've oh, loved his ship from the day we saw it. Oh, yeah. I just like, didn't realize I, how amazing it is. And I could definitely see him putting in some ancient tech into this thing. That's mm. like the flechette launcher thing. Like, that is not something you would see on a new ship. Oh, it's the first time we've seen this. We've never right? seen physical weapons on a ship before. Ever. Huh, in live action? Point. Or in you books that I can oh, remember. Okay. You have in books. I mean, yeah, in, yeah. in canon, right? You um, have in canon books. What books? You're not remembering it. How could you do this? We're Is supposed to do this later at the end of the year. Yes. I think. And that's all I'll say. Well, I haven't read this one then. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember. But uh, there's something that they launch... That's a physical thing. Oh, yes. Okay. Not like what I'm thinking, though. Like, not the flechette yeah. launcher, though. Yo, yeah. they still have things yes, like that's that. Yes, that's true. That's true. I, mean, if I, I know yeah, what you're if, talking if about we're, now. If we're going to get into semantics, well, technically, torpedoes are said been yeah. yeah, not proton torpedoes, but, though. Well, concussion, too. Yeah, concussion. Yeah, yeah. Even ion. Yeah. But, I mean, like, this is, like, the more, like... Yeah, like this is like something that you could. This isn't wild space. This isn't your hick town. This, yeah. yeah. this is the first. This is the galley. Oh, yeah. Come on, okay. get out of here. Okay. Um, no, it's just interesting <laughs> to kind of see like he does have the Austin Martin uh, mm. DB9 of, you know, the Star Wars universe so far. We see, yeah. you know, the TIE silencer and we see um, the, uh, oh, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the shadow, right? Maul's yeah. ship, right? With all the different, like, cloaking tack and, and all that stuff. But we don't... And even, you know, the um, the Slave 1 with the seismic charge and, mm. and all that stuff. So, like, we do get... Fires, right? We do get stuff that are, like, you know, modded out ships. But this is the first, like, sleek vessel that we get that's, you know, not a, a star... It's not a fighter yeah. craft. It's... Just it's this is the first is modded out. This <laughs> is. can fight. Yeah. No, that's but what this, this is. is I'm first, saying this is the first starship with like really hidden components, right? Yeah. Like they, you, you could argue the seismic charges are a hidden component because nobody knows. You know, yeah. But having actually inbuilt, you know, uh, stealth laser turrets. And yeah. Oh God. These weird laser projectors on the sides that we've never really seen before in yeah. Star Wars. Well, as, as far as I remember, in yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I've also loved this ship from the beginning. We talked about it, right? Yeah, because it looks, it looks like Star Killer's original ship. Yeah, um, just slightly different. The what was that one called though? The I can't remember. I have, we, we talked, talked about, about that episode. Go and listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Because uh, I thought it was the Rogue Shadow for some reason, but I'm, it's not. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, speaking of Easter eggs and, and certain things like that, we got a couple new ones in, as far as I could tell, in Luthen's shop. Okay. Um, Ed mentioned, and I also, I think uh, I saw it as well, that there's a Jedi Temple guard helmet. Oh yeah, Fr- front and center when they're talking, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so right that next was... to Padme's thing, so that's what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah. It was like, and there's a headdress, there's a headdress right next to it. That's like a, a single kind of crest with a bunch of these like scales coming down the sides. And I, it was bugging me because I was like, I feel like I've seen that before. And it might not have been in Star Wars. That's what's maybe messing me up. But I, I kept staring at being like, where have I seen this? Who wears this? And I can't for the life of me think of it. If anybody recognizes it, because I couldn't figure it out, uh, let me know. There are two, there are two items that we didn't talk about before. On the shelf with, on the bottom shelf where the, um, the holocrons were, there's like a hmm. golden statue. It's the Indiana Jones uh, like idol that Indy <laughs> pulls off. And then in the back of the shop where they have like the um, uh, carbon uh, carbonized stuff, there's one mm. that has the carbon out print, uh, or I guess, I don't know what you call it, like the extruding of Indiana Jones's whip. So oh, that's pretty okay. cool. I found those online. I was like, oh, that's awesome. The the other thing with that that I, I was also staring at, but I did figure this one out, is next to that uh, Will's tablet, um, there's these, these kind of like conical... Um, they look like teardrops, big wooden teardrops with all these inscriptions on it. And I was like, I know I've seen this. Like it's it's from somewhere, but who has woods things? And then I was just so happened after I watched the episode, like later on that day, I was looking through Star Wars Legion, and their Wookiee war shields. Hey, there you go. Right? And yeah, because I was I was looking at some stuff that I was like, should I buy these if they're going on sale? And the Wookiee warriors, yeah, I recognize that one of them has that shield. And I was like, oh, okay, that's there cool. That's cool. So, so yeah, he's got some Wookiee shields. Yeah, he's got everything, man. He's got Gungan, Gungan shields, yeah. Star killer armor. <laughs> some good stuff. Some yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Um, Ed, did you want to talk about Vel and Clea? You uh, wrote that down here. Oh, well, yeah. Well, their interaction is stopped. We, are, we talked about it a bit. But I love the, the little moments between the talking where you can clearly see Clea... She's working in the back. I wanted to know what she was working on so bad because she looked like mm. she was doing yeah, some sort of coin or something. Train, yeah. right? And looks up and sees her there. And clearly, this door is either locked or closed. And she has to go around and hit a button. It's like, okay, <laughs> another. And it leads into what she says later, where she's just like, yeah, I, I don't. What have you done lately? I'm always. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, click. Here we go for the third time today. Who wants something now? Yeah, and their conversation where she's trying to like we saw it done between two contexts, Luthen and Mon Mothma, who know the game and play the game no matter what. And if they have to talk, talk, they go to the back. Mm. Vel says, "Fuck and, that game." And yeah. <laughs> no, Vel's yep. done. She's so done with the the way that they run Cloak, the ship. Yeah, the cloak and dagger stuff. Because you can see it when she's talking to Mon, right? And she's just like, "Oh, what is he making? Did he, does he know what's happening?" She drops and his all name the multiple times. Case. Yeah. And before she was like, we're not mentioning his that. name at all. We don't talk about him. Yeah. Right? But now Complete she just shift. doesn't give a f- but we see it from this scene that how much she cares about rules now. Yeah. Done. Right? Because the whole time Clay is trying to put up the sign and she's like, leave your own store and look like you're actually looking at stuff. Stop looking at me directly. Look at some of the pieces. Hand gesture, this, this. Yeah, I'm yeah. acting and anyone behind there is got a scope and is watching yeah. in here. Please, Mel, for the love of God, look at one of these artifacts. Off. Yeah. <laughs> Play along, do yeah. something. No, I'm dumb. God. Okay, when you walk out of the store, at least act like you're angry that I didn't have the thing you wanted. Mm. But she just walks out and keeps going. It's like, oh, you made this look so stupid. Yeah. It is. Like, at least 
spill something like fuck call somebody look for yeah. a ride do something nothing if if resistance had been written in the same style as andor this is how kaz would have been acting and it would have been so goddamn obvious he was a spy mm. wasn't yeah sorry that is a that is a throwback of it but yeah. it, it really reminded me of it where it's just like it's what happens when you recruit someone who's not spy material and try to get them to do spy stuff, right? Like, and Vel's much more competent than Kaz could ever hope to be. I think she's just fed up with it. Oh, yeah. Right? I think that's what it is. Like, she's yeah, just like, I want to get this stuff with... done, and we need to get and, moving on this, and you're just and this is the only power she can get. Yeah, this is the only power she can get out of these arguments. Yeah. Is, I'm going to make you angry by not following protocol. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because she thinks that they're safe. Are they? Who knows? Exactly. It's just like, you'll be burned, too, at this point. You keep doing shit like this. Um, because that leads us to Mothma Manor. Which mm-hmm. I know you said you were feeling sorry for her at this point, and I looked at it and like, are all of them? This goes to show that like she may she may love her daughter unconditionally, which mm-hmm. is fine, but this clearly shows that she knows next to nothing about her mm-hmm. because not because she went and gone went and went to seek out the elder or whatever. Notice that like uh, she's doing the things and she's chanting with all of them. She takes a look over to see her mom and she's got she's clearly drinking. Mm. Or whatever there, right? And she she puts an eye on her, and she goes back. She's like, okay, so she's watching. Let me show how devoted I am to this now. Let me grab your hand Opposite, even more. It's firmly. the rebellion, right? Let, For her, yeah, yeah. It's her rebe- rebelling against her mom. Her mom doesn't like the old ways, but then if she likes the old ways, oh, she's rebelling against it, her mother, right? It's it's not even that. It's not even that because even Perrin, right? But at this point, oh, yeah, Perrin, she, yeah. we know she likes her dad. Right, Vel comes through. Oh my God, Auntie Vel! Oh, what are you doing? She comes and hugs her up and everything like that. As she's hugging her, she stares her mom down. She just gives her the coldest, just like I love everybody but you. And the thing too is like it goes beyond rebellion at this point now, because I feel like pointing it to if you're rebelling, you you give them a little jabs here and there. But at the end of the day, you're just like, "Ah, you know, you notice. I'm doing it so you notice me. Yeah, yeah. It's a tragic tragedy of Mon Mothma for sure given you so much opportunity you you don't do anything for me anymore and now because somehow i've overheard it i, I have my ways <laughs> i'm now a bargaining chip for you more than I no before. she has no idea absolutely not she doesn't but the thing the sad part is here is mon has no other option but to do this and to like give her daughter away to this guy so then they can marry right in the traditional sense, but she knows her, Mon, she knows her age. But that's the thing. Mon, She's doing this stuff mm. for all the old ways and everything like that. Mon has Why to do, do this. they do it? Well, no, I get Mon that. didn't do the old ways thing, right? No, let she doesn't. Finish. But let she me, knows. Let me, finish. let me finish. Go ahead. Let me finish. So she's doing all these things, and the way Vel and Mon are talking about it, it's just like these are preparatory things. What the hell do you do preparatory things for to get ready for? adulthood or whatever mm. it may be what happens in that and on the old customs they get married by like 14 15 all that kind mm. of stuff so it's just like she's on Corson. why the hell would she have to do all this stuff she doesn't it's a double thing do it to get back at your mom mom hates it why son. it could be anybody coming through that door it doesn't have to necessarily be uh davos son davos whatever right mm. so it's just like anybody comes through and i'm like how much you hate this how much you hate this and i'm not only gonna do it i'm gonna make sure we parade it around as much mm-hmm. as possible first even worse for you that it's gonna be this guy over here and because i know it's gonna be worse for you i'm gonna jump in with everything i've mm-hmm. done i'd to hell with what it does to me at this point because it hurts you yeah what it's... has happened in that sense to make her daughter hate her so much mm-hmm. at this her. point That's because what it, it, is. It, it can't just be the 
oh, you know, let's go to this thing and let's go to this yeah. thing and let's go to this. It has to be something more because if it's just that, that's fucking petty. Yeah, I don't want to believe exactly. that. No, it's, it's not. It's just it's not we're... being there for your family. Well, we're because yeah, like I under we're getting into like a, a hatred towards a parent that is like yeah, you know, doing it just because rebellious. But this is like be, it's like, gone beyond your identity. just because not being there, there's something yeah. else there that we haven't seen yet. The the only other thing I could see is is the fact that um you know Mon says it's more popular here than it is on Chandrilla, um because that kind of reminded me a little bit. I mean, this is going to be a little bit of my own stuff i guess but you know i think i think i've mentioned on this podcast 150 times by now right like you know being japanese growing up in canada um especially with how popular a lot of those you know japanese things are that come over here right anime manga video games all that kind of stuff there does get to be this weird thing where it's like well you're 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 i was gonna say planetary pride but you know your country's pride for for me like it bleeds into that a lot, right? Like, oh, I I have to like anime, and well, not that I'm trying to, I do, but you kind of stake your things on that, right? Yeah. Like, I love anime, and I do partly because it's my heritage and things like that, and blah blah blah. Uh, so I can kind of see that being if the, it's just weird that it's like of all things, marriage traditions is like the thing mm-hmm. that you're like latching onto to be like, yes, this is how n- not living, you know, on Chandrilla, this is what I get. It, it's yeah, but I can see. I. Because I kind of related to that a little bit when it was like, okay, yeah, obviously. You know, and I'm glad you said that mm. because it drives the point more. It drives the point further because, oh, the old ways are loved here the most. No, they're not. This is spiteful because mm-hmm. when she sees them drinking that drink with the worm in it, oh, yeah. it's it's trend it's trendillin and it's Indian. That is disgusting. <laughs> I don't like that. Why would you do that? Oh, it's custom. It's part of the old thing. Who says that? The two of them, her mm. and the old man. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you like custom, huh? You like this guy who likes customs too, huh? Fuck that custom. Huh? I'll, I'll, I don't like that. And you're doing it for me. I'll do something in front of you that you don't like. That's where a little bit of spitefulness mm. comes from it. But then talking to Perrin and all that from there, it's just like, oh, and the new boyfriend's here. And like, oh, so we should take it. Why is she doing this? Why is she? She already doesn't want to spend time with me, and now she's going to mess up this family, and now she's destroy everything. I really want to know what's been said between Perrin and her mm-hmm. because they have to have some kind of fight as well where she lets everything go in because she'll probably bring up the fact about the marriage, and it's like, I didn't mm-hmm. realize you're, you're doing what? Boom, into all of that, right? The family but dynamic think- is going to explode. Yes, mm. it will and because she's alone in the in the original in trilogy. four, five, and six. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. even in Rebels, right. later on, like in the next few years, she's alone. So it, as far as I mean, we see, but yeah, like I, I definitely see this. And she spends most of time. her time with the Relian and nowhere else because she goes anywhere else. They're on, they're on course on. If they're not detained, they've sworn everything away from her, mm. and I guess from all that. So I think they're trying to build up to that, and with more and more that they show that her daughter hates her already. Her husband is just there for appearances at mm. this point. Now it's just like, there's not much keeping you here. And the the net is closing in and closing in and closing in. So it's mm. either she runs completely and doesn't, um, doesn't let the thing go through with her daughter yeah. and explain why. And hopefully that you can forgive her in the future or whatever, and be mad all you want now the disney-ish kind of best ending for that mm. go through with it and push everybody away and all that and then the net comes through it's like yeah we knew the whole time just parent just had enough especially with the daughter thing 
And because mm-hmm. he likes the guy, I think I don't know. Yeah, he does. Maybe, yeah, they but get along. He, uh, you can, but he does love his daughter. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. And she makes him happy. So if he knows this guy's bad and his daughter's going, there's like, ah, okay, now that's the last straw for me. She's a rebel. <laughs> and just go straight up tell on her to your big high up friends. Yeah. You can't mm-hmm. stay there. You have to make an escape with either Bell or Luthen gets you out of whoever's left yeah. at mm-hmm. this point. So one thing I would say is like she definitely you're right. She is not just rebelling, like that's a bad way to put it. You're right. It's like she's sticking it to her mother, which I get it. Um, and I agree completely with that. The tragedy that's happening here is Mon has no other choice than to sell her daughter off to Davo for 400,000 credits, essentially. Mm. So then she marries in the traditional sense. The tragedy behind it is Mon loves her daughter. Her daughter doesn't think that, obviously. And her daughter loves the traditional ways because it spites her mother. But it's also something that she is doing, right? And she's actively enjoying. And so the tragedy is... She's going to go with this marriage because she's going to realize, you know, like, oh, this guy's really nice. This guy's really good looking, all this stuff. He's got a lot of money and all these things. Like, mm. then it's going to be the, you know, I'm going to go do this. And Mon doesn't want that to happen because all she has to do is let them meet each other. And now that this has happened on her end with the daughter and the daughter is doing all these traditional things and wants to do all this, of course, when they meet, they're going to get married and then that's going to go the traditional way. And Mon is afraid of that and that's why at the end of that scene we see mon in tears essentially mm-hmm. right and she's she she knows that it, she has to do it and she doesn't want to sell her daughter off because she loves her daughter with everything yeah, she has it, and she doesn't want to sell it to a sleazeball and his son it is a tragedy but i think it's a necessary one because oh, yeah. this yeah this you know th- well i because i think the main thing it's something me and ed have talked about for a long time you know mon mothma is a character who just is there and then says a couple of things and then gets all the credit for it right so unlike Leia, she never suffered. She never lost anything. That we saw you know, and now we just, do. Well, exactly, yeah. right? Like as far as we oh, ever we saw it. with Mon Mothma. Yeah. She's just someone who took all the credit uh, and never suffered for it. But now with this series, now we're getting to a point where it's like, yes, now it kind of makes sense why she gravitates to Leia and becomes this kind of motherly figure. Yeah. Because um, it's like her second chance, basically. And we can now sympathize with her a lot more, right? Like now I'm on board for her being leader of the rebe- like full leader of the rebellion, of course, right? Yeah. Leia's like second in command because, yeah, she's suffered. She's made sacrifices. All this awful stuff's happened. But, I mean, it, it is unfortunate that this is what it takes for this character to now be um, more sympathetic. Yeah. But the writers did an awesome job of just showing because you hear the gilded cage a lot, right? Like, oh, I live in a gilded cage. I'm trapped and blah blah blah. And a lot of the times, like one that I think of a lot and is uh, Bioshock Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is the same thing. It's a gilded cage. You know, she's trapped there, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's not like, you know, she didn't get to live a life, but it's like, it's sad, but it's, it's you know, you're, it, it's easy to dismiss it, right? Yeah. With Mons, because we're seeing all of this back to back to back and you're seeing all the stress and you're seeing everything and you're thinking, what would I do in this situation? God damn it, I'm also trapped. You see the bars coming in yeah. and closing and just getting tighter and tighter. It's It's much... I mean, it is much more powerful. It is a great, great way uh, to bring her up. But something I'm also thinking is uh, the Rebels thing where she announces herself. That's the first time, I think, canonically where she is full fugitive from that point onwards, right? I think so, yeah. I think that's where she's like full rebellion. There's no Senate anymore, yeah, right? When, when she gives the big message, yeah, yeah, before. Well, that's even before the Imperial Senate's uh, closed it down. It is, I but think. I think she already called it on that. Yeah. Realizing yeah. nothing's going to get done. 
this is how it has to get done yeah because yeah. we don't learn the senate's been dissolved until four episode four at the very beginning yeah. when tarkin walks in yeah yeah and gives the whole speech before vader chokes the guy um the guy, chokes the guy. isn't that tag yeah, yeah it's general tag man i was gonna <laughs> I, say i forgot General um, dan hates the guy yeah exactly <laughs> the one character dan hates <laughs> man, i love judge our banks but i cannot stand tag <laughs> Yeah, that's the bar. Yeah. Um, yeah, like at, at the end of the day, it's the same praise that we've been giving the show for a while now. It's just Man. the writing's incredibly realistic and it's very grounded and, it's, and it makes sense. It's and all verging on one point, Ferris. Yeah. And they haven't called anyone a daimyo yet, sorry. <laughs> no, but they did drop a few people, Japanese things. Which is why I yeah. think, well, they hinted. I mean, mm. you see Perrin with the top knot, with the like. Very Japanesey home, the, the, and... in-your-face hint. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the kind of, but not fully cultural appropriate. But that's whatever. Exactly. <laughs> and but it, I, I think that also makes sense, though, because uh, I think part of the reason that not makes sense, but that works, is because we're kind of getting this. This a they're not pointing it. At, they're not pointing it and being like, "Look, a kimono. Yeah. Do you like these Chandrillin kimonos? Yeah, yeah. Um, but they're also yeah. kind of meshing Western and Eastern cultures, right? Because yeah. the arranged marriage, not that arranged marriages weren't. Uh, Japanese thing, but it's more prevalent in, in I think, most people's minds that that's a Western idea. Like medieval-ish right? kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, so, sorry, sorry, I also kind of... Did you, you have a last point you want to make there? <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to think of... I'm trying to think of every scene that we see the daughter in, and she's... Mm. Always sticking where to they're, Where they're interacting. There's, yeah. there's not a lot, but Val's there, it's happy... But she's never looked as angry with him. It's been things where she's still been polite. She's still been up. But now there's not even mm-hmm. talking. Like yeah. She's not talking to her. It's just it's gotten to the point where she just don't want all that. Mm-hmm. But it's just like over the last few months that this show has been in universe time that's been going on. What the hell? Like all we've seen you is at home dealing with people who come through your own parties at home and everything like that and then you're at Luthen shop or you're in the senate mm-hmm. so it's not like you don't have the time to spend with her yeah it's it, the, what has happened that's gone so here's another yeah. character i'd like a book on like sure definitely one mm-hmm. a character that like yes we not fleshed out at all before just motherly figure here and there and here and there yeah, and, and to now showing origins basically, but I'd love for the detail in that. I know that's something that we wouldn't necessarily need to see throughout the whole show, yeah. but that's something I would read to be like, what the hell was going on with you? And yeah, that that you just made me think of something, which is that I am very curious. I'm, I hope we do get it next episode. The reason why she hates Mon so much because mm-hmm. I can think of at least one thing I've read in my life. Um, where they gave their reason why they hate their parents so much, and I didn't buy it for a second. Um, I will argue that that's poor writing and also a completely different genre, because I'm talking about Boruto right now. Oh, um, and that, that reason was fucking garbage. Um, but Mon Mothma also can't do the Shadow Clone Jutsu. Uh, so, you know, we know the, so, yeah, <laughs> as far as we know. So even if, if uh, Leda gave that reason, it would hold a little bit more water than the Boruto reason, yeah. um, which is, let's not even talk about that. I'm going to go into a, a full rant about it. Listen to our anime uh, episode to find out more. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you know what? Perfect way to put it in. Oh, man, Boruto. Uh, well, anyways, uh, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see with that shift. Sorry, I also cut you off again there, Ed, but... <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I was just trying to think of 
there was a couple more things that I was. This episode, man, it was. It, they tried to put you on a ride of emotions. Mm. I don't know, but this the, this scene just stuck to me so much because you see Velcro and be like, at one point I thought she was gonna be like, shit, only four hundred thousand. I thought we were rich. Yeah. Let me let me lend you something and done. Don't gotta worry about it. Right. And just, from the way she looked at that, it was like they haven't told Luthen. Luthen has eighty million credits to deal with. Mm. He could totally pay that off, but guess what? They never talk about it. She says, "Have I, you told Luthen?" And she's like, "Maybe some, not, a little bit, really but not about, all of it." No. It's not really about paying it off, though. It's it's the fact that the that's unaccounted for. Well, that's yeah. what I mean, though. If he just gave yeah. her four hundred thousand, no, but that transaction that transaction still exists, right? Like the Davos. Davo, whatever his name is, Davo, yeah. that thing was supposed to be about the Under fact that, the oh, well, yeah, well, this is what it was. It was this loan with this gigantic 7,000 page oh, I didn't document realize. Okay. of like, it, it's because, well, and again, this is just my breaking bad mind. I'm assuming this is the, the laundering part, right? Yeah. That's all Goodman taught me. Um, yeah, just make it so, con just make the money laundering so convoluted and heavy that it's like, this will take us 15 years to figure out where the, where the fuck the money but came from. But that time from. is done, she's part of the rebellion and exactly. the empire's already gone right. by that just, point. Just make it too much of a headache to even bother with, or if they do, we have so much time to figure this out, it's not even funny. Um, that's that's what I assume it, it's about. Um, so yeah, because Vel could easily just have been like, well, shit, I can just give you a loan. But can you make that loan so horrifically overbearing in terms of paperwork yeah. that it suddenly is not worthwhile? That's fair. Mm. Um Maybe that is maybe that is why. Yeah. But it seemed uh, on the flip side though, <laughs> now just thinking kind of wonder if Vel's noble is from that same noble lineage if she couldn't have te teamed up with Tay to be like, well, give this as a gift thing to Mon that she used on whatever and then you might use my money and your paperwork to make it all go yeah. away. Yeah. And then it would have been that easy, right? right? Yeah, exactly. No so... need to get this guy involved at all. Yeah, but like, so maybe maybe that's a loophole. Maybe that's something they've already accounted for, and we'll see you next episode. Who knows? It's like, well, we tried to, but at that point, it's conflict of interest. Or something like that. Some simple thing. Yeah. Or yeah. like they'll they'll look at it deeper if they see that. I think we have to find something so outlandish where they'll mm -hmm. be like, "The fuck? Oh, you too? Yeah. Huh? Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Just, or something like yeah. precedent. Like Davos has done this a bunch of times, right? Yeah. He's he's an of course expert he is. At he's, he's he's a dirty banker. Of course yeah, he's done yeah. shit like this. But that but that's all that's but they all need, the thing you need, need right? To see it. So he yeah. has to be there, and he exactly. can set his own terms or whatever, so she has no choice what yeah. to do so. And that's it, how it, we ended up with one. Exactly. It has to be presented so that it eliminates all... all Other uh, options. Like yeah, they exactly. won't even look through it at that point, because they'll mm. see that name, and I'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. The the My final, final thought for this episode is that it does a very, very good job of having everyone's story this episode cliffhangers yeah and like where are so, they going we yeah, think they're the, going to ferrex it seems like yeah. they're going to ferrex but is that happening yeah the only one who actually didn't get on a ship was cassian yeah <laughs> so he'd be funny enough if he doesn't even show up on ferrex and everybody else yeah. does that would be the oh, great thing that'd be like yeah. a can you imagine after around. After he he's, doesn't go he's home. still having his breakdown he's trying to sit somewhere and process all this finds his sister <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> and in the whole time everybody else is on ferrex Where's Edward? <laughs> Blasting each other. He's like, he's not here. Yeah. <laughs> that a would message. be hilarious. That yeah. would be, it'd be funny as a spoof thing. I There's no mm. way I think they do that. No. <laughs> but I, I would be fucking howling the whole episode. Just being yeah. like, he got, he finessed 
all of you. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely bring him into the rebellion now. This is 006 over here. Fuck yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Alrighty. I think that rounds it up for the podcast, guys. We had a great discussion this episode. It was they it was a hell of an episode. They, they, it was yeah, a hell of an episode. It's a good way to mm. to come up to that last two episodes to round out everything, right? Interesting that we're still like coming off of the the uh, prison. Like this is a fifth episode of the prison stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's very interesting that we got that far six with it, which is great. Arc, two three episode arcs and one six episode arc. Yeah, <laughs> or was it four? Because we only had three. In, we had four in the prison. This would be the fifth, right? I'd argue this is still technically part of the prison arc. <laughs> Fair enough. Is this the, the end of the prison arc, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, let's get into the outro, lads. Welcome to the outro of Andor episode 11, Daughter of Ferrix. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening so much. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll be doing uh, some, you know, we'll have Andor next week. And uh, once we're done Andor, we have some other options that we're going to be contemplating. If you have some other suggestions, please add us on Twitter. If we're still there, if Twitter's still alive, Elon Musk, mm -hmm. please keep it alive. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I'm not paying you $8, <laughs> sir. Um, and if not, you can always find us on our website at voiceoftheforce.com or the other social media that people use, Instagram. You can find us over there. Uh, and you can message us. You can DM us there if you'd like to, if you have any things or comments on a post that we have. Um, yeah. Noma. Sorry, I, I kind of took your, your swing. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I just realized I was like, I, going, I, I was you're going into it. it. I'm like, why am I doing this? Noma. It's, you already stole one voice of the force <laughs> temple archives from me. What else <laughs> do you want? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like Dan said, website is one of the easiest ways to contact us. That is voiceoftheforce.com. Once again, the merch store, that is shop.voiceoftheforce.com. Email-wise, uh, that is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. Like Dan said, Twitter and Instagram, we're on both of those. The handle for both is at voiceforcepod. Once again, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base and is very much appreciated. And you can listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. Reviewing us the five stars in the comment does help with visibility, and you can subscribe for free for the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you, Noma. And remember, if you're escaping from prison, don't run towards the ship right away. Make sure it's safe. No, GTA style. Triangle, ah! triangle, 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 triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>